I will try and find a picture from that <laughs> holiday. Please. The whole family, it's a beautiful family photo. We're all sitting there smiling and I look like the grudge. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. pure white. Flash on the camera, pure white. <laughs> there is just, I look like I've got like scurvy or something. Like you've got the plague. Hey everyone and welcome back to the final episode of the Oh Baby podcast for this series. No guests today, we want to make you the star of the episode and with it being the last one, we are ending on a real high. We've had so much lovely feedback from the episode we recorded two weeks ago when Shauna opened up for the first time about visiting Lucia's dad. So... We're going to chat a little bit about the criticism she's faced here too. Then we're ending the episode on the dilemmas that you've been sending us. Your friendly neighbourhood agony aunts are in the building and boy do we love to gossip. Oh, we love it, don't we? You know what's so funny is that my friends say to me, oh, you give such great advice. It's a shame you don't follow your own. Oh, it's literally the same. Like I remember when my friends were going through breakups, like when we was younger crying in the cab on the way home from faces absolutely fecked out of our asses. and i used to give i used to give like oscar worthy advice and i'd be like you are a queen you're gonna get through this and then i'd go home and text my ex we're all guilty of it speaking of dilemmas we've seen you in the press a lot recently since billy's arrest um how have you found that? I mean, how do you live with that? Like day to day, people talking about you is so annoying. Like when it first happened, like obviously after his arrest and then after the sentencing, like immediately after, it's bad, but it's not horrific. But what's so annoying is literally any story about me, they could say they saw me eating a banana in a park and at the end of the the article, they will tie it back to... Of Billy's arrest, like the charges, X, Y, Z. Like, so it's like, no matter how long after, it will still be in like every article that's written about me. And it's, it's just really annoying. So I feel like not a lot of people see it. So they like, they just try and make sure everyone sees it. Yeah. Um, but what I will, what I will say is, and I think I, I'm going to use this platform to really, really say thank you to everyone because it's probably been the biggest thing that I was worried about sharing, worried about talking about. And I was, I've got thick skin, so I was ready for criticism. Although I didn't want it, um, I was ready for it because if I wasn't in this position, would I like pass judgment on someone else? I'd probably think it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was, I was expecting it, but I, this has probably been the only thing in my career post love island in my life post love island in the public eye this has been the only thing where i've not received one negative comment about and i'm not talking like the daily mail comments or anything like that Mm. i'm sure i'm the number one most hated woman in england but i mean actually being sent to me um actually like in in my comment section on instagram or tiktok or whatever i've not received a single negative message yeah and i just have to say thank you like i did say when i was talking about it like i am a little bit fragile so please be gentle and people have just gone above and beyond like if anything i've had i've been inundated with messages from women that are in the same position as me Mm. who have said look it's really bloody hard women that have been in the position but are now obviously not in there anymore and, and have told me that it gets better um and also just people saying 
like I, I can't imagine, but it's not our lives and you do whatever you think is best for your baby. So yeah, I just wanted to say a big bloody thank you because Billy was probably my biggest dilemma last year <laughs> and um, clean slate now. There is everything's out and I was definitely worried about it. I was so, when he got arrested, I was pregnant. I thought my whole life was over. It wasn't then the sentencing. I knew a journalist was there. I knew it was going to come out and so much anxiety and the public have just been sensational. So yeah, a big bloody thank you. Um, I want to do a little, a new section. I know this is the last last step, but I just wanted to do a section called Fuck You. And okay. that is to the people that try to steal my car. Oh, a big fuck you. Grand Theft Auto. I hope you, I hope you got like, burns when you was trying to cut my well when you did successfully cut my car steering wheel lock off mm. i hope like i hope it come back and hurt you and yeah i'm just really grateful that you didn't get it but please don't come back and try and get it again thanks <laughs> do you know how many range rovers are stolen a day in london no but i was on the phone to the police today honestly me and the police were like hello me again love um but i was on the phone to them today and they was like it's literally the number one car that gets it stolen is. in london it is and i was like i know it's my second one because the first one got stolen <laughs> and the takeaway from this is i am actually the biggest dickhead because why did i go and get another one so i just wanted to round it off of that now we can get on to the real dilemmas <laughs> Before we get into these dilemmas, I really want to take a moment to look back on all we have done this season. A little blast from the past. I feel like we were such big fat virgins like the first five episodes. Yeah. And now we're like really unfiltered. I feel like, what shall we talk about? <laughs> it's so funny. And whereas now we're like, we have sex with condoms on and my husband watched his homosexual porn. <laughs> you know what's so funny is that when I posted asking for the dilemmas, people are like, no, they don't leave us. And one girl replied and she was like, I've only just started to like you. <laughs> <laughs> Story of our lives, really. No, I actually did have a lot. I had someone say, what the, what on earth am I going to listen to now when yeah. I put put some wine in my glass and start doing the, the cleaning up? What am I going to listen to? And I'm like, don't worry, guys, manifest it. I've got a manifestation journal. It's in yeah. there. So it's basically sorted. But I would say my favorite episode was probably Vicky. Yeah. me. You know what? Me too, Vicky. Vicky was great. Actually, my favorite episodes, episodes were Vicky and Holly. Both Geordie Shaw girls. So yeah. I don't know what's in the air up there, but you're doing something right. It was for different reasons. I think it was really good to have that body image chat with Holly because that is such yeah. a hot topic. And I think there's so many women listening to this thinking, I hate myself when actually we all hate ourselves. Yeah. So it's okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, literally. This podcast isn't going to tell you to love yourself. This podcast is going to say we actually all hate ourselves. That's fine. <laughs> but it's okay to hate yourself. It's all right. We're all yeah. in this together. We're all in the same boat. What do you think was the most chaotic episode? Oh my God. Um, Anna Williamson. Oh, that was brilliant. The technical difficulties, the farmhouse, no Wi-Fi, kids everywhere. Oh, and then the haircut. Can we talk oh, about the haircut the or haircut. is it still a bit touchy? No, I've got a bit of PTSD from that one, to be honest. Yeah, I did think. Just having having your insignificant other having to leave to get a serious haircut while uh, your child just wants to cling on to you. And it was a shit haircut. And it was a childcare episode. Like He did that on purpose, didn't he? But I really do feel like we've we've found our feet. We have. Hopefully that, that's a sign of things to come. There you we go. Literally, we 
talk about it all now, don't we? We do. Nothing's stopping us. Ain't no stopping us now. <laughs> Go on, Shauna. Go on, you got the voice. You I'm on the move. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, please go back and have a listen to your favourite episodes. Catch up on ones that you may have missed. Uh, there is definitely some good little nuggets in there. So, yeah, please have a listen. Now, as we said, this episode is all about you. We asked for your dilemmas and did you deliver? Buckle up because we aren't going to hold back with this advice. And for all your peace of mind, we've kept these anonymous. Yes. Right. Let's dive in. This one may have been my mum that was sent in, so <laughs> on my mum's burner account. <laughs> Go on. Um, right, so this one reads, my 15-year-old nearly went to school looking like a tangerine. She doesn't realise that she doesn't need the tan. <laughs> Listen, we've all we've all done a Numpa Lumpa one point. A hundred percent. I mean, I still sometimes go a bit overboard. But it's almost a rite of passage. And I, do, I really don't think you can correct it you need to let them do it you need to let them have the skinny eyebrows and the overlined lips and the slip back hair like just let them live no no honestly though i remember there's this particular holiday i must have been 15 or 16 i was in lanzarote and i my mum was very strict in terms of allowing me to wear makeup i wasn't allowed to wear makeup at all i wasn't allowed anything um, and I felt so left out. I used to literally smuggle makeup into my bedroom and she'd find it. And then I was allowed to slowly start wearing it. But because I was quite delayed, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Like girls knew like how to fucking put blusher on and this, that and the other, whereas yeah. I just threw it all on. And so we was on holiday. I was naturally tanned from being on holiday and I would make myself every day white as a ghost. And I remember coming out of my bedroom thinking I look fucking incredible and my dad done this fucking hell what have you done to your face <laughs> and I was like oh hate hate isn't does not look good on you dad seriously this is I'm fucking stunning and I thought I was the shit I thought I was the shit and honestly I will try and find a picture from that holiday Please. the whole family it's a beautiful family photo we're all sitting there smiling and I look like the grudge. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. pure white. Flash on the camera, pure white. There is just, <laughs> I look like, like you've got the plague. So yeah, I had the opposite. I had the opposite issue with uh, looking like a tangerine. I looked like a, a corpse. I looked like I was in rigor mortis. But yeah, unfortunately, there is absolutely nothing you can do because you will be the bad guy. You have literally got to just let her walk around looking like an oompa You know what it is? It's a bit like when they go through those phases as well of like being a goth or an emo yeah. or like the skater girl. Like just let them crack on because within a few years, they'll be working in a job surrounded by other adults and they'll be like, oh, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. And you know, the more you, you, the more you bring attention to it, the more they will rebel, especially girls. Yeah. But oh, it, it really does hurt my soul to think that one day Lucia is going to think she needs makeup. Like To me, my mum was enemy of the state number one. Like she must hate me and she must wish I was never born because she doesn't let me wear makeup. Yeah. However, now I've got a child and I've got a little girl. She watches me do my makeup and I'm like, darling, you will never need this because there is no one prettier than you on this fucking earth yeah and I, I just know I'm, I'm gonna definitely have the same battles with her that my mum did but you know what I disagree with you oh really I don't think there's any harm in makeup yeah 
I mean, obviously, at, at a certain age, I don't want Cece walking around at seven years old with a full full glam. But no, listen, you think there's nothing wrong with makeup. Wait until you see my pictures from Lanzarote circa 2011. <laughs> you may change your mind. <laughs> obviously, my background is makeup. Yeah. So I can't expect Cece to not wear it or like not be allowed to wear it. And I think makeup is a reflection of who we are as women. And yeah. I think if something makes you feel good or makes you feel nice, it doesn't have to be makeup. It might be a certain pair of shoes or a coat. Like I've yeah. ever bought a new coat and gone, I look the business. <laughs> Everyone look at me. Like you can walk around and it makes you feel really good. Yeah. And makeup makes me feel really good because I can experiment. I can be creative. And yeah, I, I don't know. Like my mum was like yours. You're not wearing that. Get that off. But now, like as an older woman, that's something that I'm changing. It's like a generational change. It's that I wouldn't mind Cece wearing makeup. The only issue I would have is it making her look older than she is. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah. I really want her, like I was a tomboy and if I could get her to be a tomboy, oh, it would be a dream. It really would. Next dilemma. I'm in a long, long-term relationship. Seven years. Oh, sounds like a seven-year itch. I had an injury and gained a lot of weight, but it's now become an issue and is mentioned every day. I've never felt so insecure. Oh, Christ. Get rid of him, love. Uh, I will tell you a funny story. And I'm just psychotic. I really am. No, really? <laughs> so obviously when I went into Love Island, I was training seven days a week. I was a pretty young thing. Sit like single, no child. I was just fucking eat, sleep, workout, repeat. I was fit as fuck. Obviously thought I yeah. was a fat bitch, but I weren't. I was at a size six. Yeah. And then went into Love Island, put on probably about a stone. So I was probably a, a whopping size eight when I came out. Um, but I was so insecure because I was just like bigger than I was used to. And um, I remember then a couple of months later, I met Billy and he surprised me. He bought me loads of new um, like gym clothes from Nike. And I had the biggest go at him. And I was like, you're oh, fat shaming me, X, Y, Z. And he was like, whoa. Like, I thought I was just buying you a few half zips and I thought it was all going to be like happy go Larry. Oh. I know, right? And um, But I was just so insecure in myself that I took it as like, a personal attack. And honestly, I look back now and I'm like, I was like, just call me fat, why don't you? But I was so fucking skinny. Yeah. Um, but anyway. What's the best advice we could give this lady? Because I feel like it's quite a tricky one. So the thing is, it is a tricky one. You're right. I think if you've put weight on and you don't care and you're happy with the size that you are, you don't care what size you yeah. are, you don't care how much you weigh. Yeah. And someone is constantly mentioning it to you, then that's a bad egg. You need to get rid of that person. Because yeah. if you're happy with how you are, why Why the fuck does it matter what anyone else thinks? But hold on. No, Shauna. No, it's worse. If you're unhappy with how you are and someone is still saying to you, you're fat or get up. That's even worse. No, it is worse. It is worse. But I think it depends on the context. Like maybe that maybe the spouse knows that she's unhappy and is saying, right, should we go and get up for a walk? Like, should we do something or... Yeah, maybe they're trying to help. I don't know. Like you said, you probably need a little bit more context. But what I would say is maybe tell the person that you're not happy with it being mentioned every day. Like you said, you've had an, an yeah. injury, so that can't be nice. Um, maybe you can't work out, or maybe you you can't be as active as you used to be. Mm. But I think do you know what? Just try and focus out the the outer noise. And someone that loves you 
we'll always want the best for you, but it, sh- it shouldn't matter what you look like. It really no, shouldn't. absolutely. Like, I really do think looks fade after about half an hour of meeting someone. Like, if you like them, looks fade. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I still look at my husband and think, whoa, you're sexy. Yeah, my best advice would just be just try and tell that person that you don't like them mentioning it every day and just try and... Try and do whatever makes you happy. It's so cliche, but it's true. Yeah, I think the answer is communication. Just yeah. say to that person, do you understand how those comments make me feel? It make me feel yeah. really small and insecure. Would you like it if I said that to you? No, you wouldn't. So stop fucking saying it. Yeah, yeah. no, that was, that was sound advice. There's the advice. Right, I've got one. I'm unhappy in my relationship, but scared of being on my own with a toddler. It's a tough one. That is a toughie. So I think it depends. I think it depends on why you're unhappy. Is there stuff that could be done to fix the situation? I think sometimes I've been in relationships when I just know, get, ah, mate, get me out of here. And then there's other ones, relationships where you're like, do you know what? It really pisses me off that you emptied the dishwasher that way, but I still want to be with you. And I feel like there's work in progress here. But I think by the sounds of it, if you're already thinking of leaving and being on your own with a toddler, Mm. um, I mean- Obviously, there's there's co-parents. You can still co-parent. So you won't necessarily be on your own always. But a wise woman once said, I'd rather be alone than unhappy. There you go. And I feel like you would feel like you've lifted a huge weight. If it's on your mind every day, if it's consuming you every day, it's definitely best just to pull the plaster. And also, nothing is permanent in this life. Like, you can choose that you don't want to be with this person one day. You might just need some time apart and then get back together so yeah let's just be fluid fluid af i think my advice for this situation would be to see if your support network would be able to support you in that situation first of all don't yeah. make any brash decisions you test know the waters. test the waters have these conversations with your partner and just say look i'm really unhappy don't want to be with you anymore um and here's what i'm thinking of doing one thing that helps me massively in any situation, it's so backward, but you know what? I'm like, I write everything down. I will do a pros and cons list of an entire situation. <laughs> no, wait, how many have you done of Joby? About 45 million, <laughs> right? So I'll do pros and cons of this situation. And I think at times you can get so stuck in a rut. Like, I mean, I was in this rut before Christmas. I was hating life. George and I were arguing. The baby was driving me mad. Like... And I was getting there and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. I want to leave. Mm. I didn't even want to leave with Cece. I wanted to leave on my own. Everyone, yeah. So I said to myself, right, <clears throat> I need to have these conversations with myself. So I did a pros and cons list. And the pros always will outweigh the cons because you get so stuck in this negative thought process of thinking, oh my God, my life is shit, my life is shit, my life yeah. is shit. When actually you forget about all the positives, Completely. which are I've got a beautiful daughter. My husband's actually really great. He's just useless at <laughs> loading the dishwasher or yeah. cooking or, you know, little things. And I think a lot of the time is we're just all feeling really overwhelmed and really overstimulated. Yeah. So give yourself a day off, crack open a bottle of wine, do what makes you feel good. Go and get your nails done, get a blow dry. I think that's my best advice, taking time for yourself to really think about what you want. We've had a lot sent through to us about mother-in-laws. I get these messages weekly. I mean, inundated women being like, my mother-in-law this, my mother-in-law that. 
But this one really stood out to me. Um, my mother-in-law has been living with us since the baby was born. The baby is five months old and is showing no signs of leaving. How do I politely ask her to leave? It's like a house cat. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know what it is. I'm going to say this now. You have to set the boundaries in the beginning. And I think if you haven't set that boundary, love, you're in for a long ride. I'm assuming, let's just say, theoretically, she moved in to help with the baby, which is lovely. Which is lovely. However, as long as it was asked for, was it asked for? We don't know. Well, and then also, but even if it isn't, like no one knows the pure trenches of newborn life. So maybe you, you didn't know that you needed help and then she's there and that's all well and good. However, you do need to have time with just yourself, your partner and your baby, like family time, bonding time. So I would go and get her son and I'd say, bro, go and get your mum and tell her to fuck off. <laughs> No, no, obviously I wouldn't say that. But is I don't think it's your job to tell her to leave. I do think it's her, your partner's. Absolutely. Your partner, your boyfriend or husband's responsibility to go to their mum and say, mum, look, thank you for everything. You know, maybe buy some flowers, a bottle of champagne, whatever you do to thank people. Do that and just say, we really appreciate everything you've done. Um, you are amazing. I mean, my mum stayed with us probably for eight weeks, but I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Jodie loved it. My mum was making him bacon sandwiches. Like yeah. she literally waited on us hand and foot. Um, and it was great. And in the end, she left when we went away for our birthday. That was the only time she left. And she was like, oh, well, I'm going to go now. And I was like, oh. I was exactly right. the same. Yeah. Me and my mum were both in bed, like in the same bed. Because obviously initially I couldn't do anything because I had a C-section. And yeah. so she was doing like the night feeds and whatever. And then and then I obviously was doing them, but she still stayed there because I needed like help. I needed, I was so unconfident. And then when mm. she was like, right, I'm going to go to my own bed now. I was like, what, you're, you're, you're just leaving what? me with, with this baby? With this thing, yeah. With, because at first, I used to say to my mum, the first couple of days, I was like, I feel like she's yours and I'm her sister. <laughs> Obviously, that's changed now. She is my ride or die. But And also, like, every now and then, like, if I've got a really early job in the morning or if I go gym early in the morning, I'll ask my mum to stay in the bed with us um, uh, so that I can just get up and go straight away. And honestly, I just like it when it's just me and the baby. My mum snores. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Get your get your partner to tell her back off. <laughs> yeah, get your husband to tell her. Get your boyfriend to tell her. Just sit her down, have a conversation. It doesn't need to be a thing. I think the more you think about making it a thing, that's what's going to really cause an issue. Right, next one. Here we go. Me and my partner have been trying for a baby for over a year. His sister announced she was pregnant over Christmas, and she knows we've been struggling. She said my reaction was not good enough to her news. After apologising and making a fuss, I'm still getting a frosty reception. What do I do? Listen, that is so insensitive. And I get, like, be happy for someone else's news, X, Y, Z. But you're also entitled to your own feelings. This one was actually sent to me and I wanted to read it out because the way she wrote it was so well done. And this, it really hit a nerve with me, obviously with what happened with me. So... She said, obviously, I'm very happy for them, but it took me by surprise in the moment and I was sat there holding tears back. Now getting a really cold reception from her as my reaction wasn't what she expected. A few messages have been circulating between my husband and her 
saying how it wasn't acceptable how I reacted and that he's going to have a word with me. But I felt like I'd been hit by a train in that moment and it took me by surprise. Obviously, I'm over the moon for them, but in the moment, I was sad for us and taken by surprise. I just needed a moment. I have since reached out several times to congratulate them, ask how bump is, sent cards, but still getting a really frosty reception. Am I in the wrong for feeling heartbroken in that moment? Can I do more to resolve this? And are my feelings valid? Absolutely. You are so entitled to have felt heartbroken in that moment. And because you was caught off guard, like it wasn't like you got a text and you could have dealt, processed those emotions personally and then sort of seen her and it not be so, such a shock. It was put on you straight away. And I can't believe how insensitive your sister-in-law is, has been to you. Well, your sister-in-law sounds like a fucking bitch. And you know what? People like that, like when I found out I was pregnant, a friend of mine has really struggled with her fertility and whatever. And I was shitting myself telling her I felt so guilty and just so nervous to tell her what, like that I was pregnant. So I think for anybody that has any consideration for anyone around them, I've noticed this a lot about sisters-in-law, right? Whether they're blood or not, a lot of them can be hard work. And I'm very lucky that with like, Jodie's sister-in-law, I like her more than I like Jodie. Yeah, I'm very lucky. With my ex, oh, we had a nightmare with the sister-in-law there. She was an absolute, oh, I can't even go into it. But I can totally relate to the situation with the texting back and forth, bitching about you, it creating a problem. Like, this doesn't even need to be a problem. She could have just took that on the chin and said, oh, I didn't appreciate I don't even know the girl's name, just say Stacey's reaction. I didn't appreciate her reaction, but whatever. Kept that as a conversation between her and her partner. It's like, guys, in 2024, can we stop making things that don't need to be a thing a thing? Yeah, I would tell my sister-in-law to do one. Do one. Sorry I didn't give you my reaction, the reaction you wanted to begin with. I've apologised, and if you can't get over it, get fucked. Sorry, guys, it's true. I, I think I summed it up perfectly. There you go. So... I've lost all my confidence since having my baby girl. I do not want to go back to my old job. I want to try something new and start a new career, but I don't have the confidence or know where to even start. My husband has his own business and I want the same independence and purpose. This is a really good one. I think this is a good one for you. You are a business owner. You're a boss woman. I am a business owner. Um, My biggest piece of advice is uh, two things. Actually, first of all, when it comes to starting a business and having the confidence to start a business, you must take risks, right? Um, if yeah. you don't take risks, you won't achieve anything in, in any respect. Financially, you know, giving people ideas, discussing yeah. even how you're feeling. So without doing that, you're not going to get anywhere. And secondly, when it comes to this whole situation of being a mother and having a career, my advice is... You can have it all, but you cannot have it all at once. Oh, yes. So if you are thinking about starting a career, yet you are maybe default parent, which we are generally as mothers, I would say take your time with this. I think the message says she wanted to work in a beauty-related career, which is absolutely fabulous because then you can work around your your, your child and in your own time. So you can choose weekends. And no one's going to want to stop 
having beauty treatments, let me tell you. There you go. So depending on how much training is involved and whatever, I think investing in yourself is the best thing you can do as a woman or as any sort of human. The more you know and the more you build your confidence in any sort of structure or business, just the more you will achieve. Yeah. From my own experience, back in 2020 and I lost my salon and everything went to shit. I was nearly £30,000 in debt, um, hating life. Um, I took a huge gamble and started a new business. And within 18 months, I had five clinics um, working in private healthcare and making more money than I could have ever imagined. Um, And it was all from taking uh, a gamble. It was all from just saying yes and literally signing my life on a dotted line. And I couldn't be more grateful for the outcome and the success I've had from that. Um, So yeah, Anyone looking to start a business, fucking go for it. You will only regret the things you don't do in this life, not the things you have done. 100%. All, do you know what I've got in my manifestation journal? Passive income. I want to be able just to yes. earn money without doing anything. While you're asleep. Yeah. And that is the goal. You only fail by not starting. You sometimes just have to push yourself, like just take that little leap of faith. Yep. And you could achieve anything. That was the last of the dilemmas. I hope we was able to sufficiently answer all of your queries. Um, I do apologise now for telling mother-in-law, sister-in-law to get fucked, but it's just, it's just my advice. Okay, don't you don't have to take it. Yeah. Disclaimer: Please never take Shauna's advice. <laughs> or just like say it in your own words, because I will not be held accountable for any divorces, any breakups, nothing feel like we have an open-ended conversation with you guys and yeah i really hope we can pick back up where we left off uh, i'm gonna miss the therapy session shauna you know i say it like disclaimer we are not therapists whatever <laughs> advice we ever give yeah um we need therapists <laughs> but this whole um this whole journey for me has been life-changing and has got me out of a really dark hole so i'm so grateful for all of this and for you shauna and for everyone that's listened because i'm so ready now to just take on the world and i probably went through one of the biggest things i'll probably ever go through in my life yeah whilst doing the podcast which is wild but yeah like i said i couldn't thank the listeners and the public enough for all of the support i've got and of course you holly for being so sensitive and just you're like the David Attenborough of um, partners getting arrested (laughs) (laughs) no but you really do have a tact and you're gentle and sensitive and I I couldn't have asked for anything more in a podcast host and a friend thanks bestie (laughs) that's lovely well thank you so much guys we won't be saying I'll see you next week but we will be saying we'll see you very soon we hope Keep in touch by following us and obviously the Oh Baby pod and keep an eye out for any further announcements. But in the meantime, we'll see you soon. Love you all.